0: Hey, guys. Welcome back to The Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And we have an exciting conversation to have with you today. There is a woman, a young woman that I met on Instagram, and we've been chatting and kind of getting to know each other. And what I was originally drawn to her by was her confidence. And I stopped Eddie in the kitchen one day, and I was like, look at this girl and how much confidence she has. We have to get her as a guest on the podcast. She's got to show people how to show up, not only in their business, but in their life with good energy. And so we've got a special guest for you. Her name is Caitlin Brewer. She's the owner and founder of Sweet Cake Bakery in Utah. And even if you don't have a bakery, I promise you're going to learn something from her. She's got a great story to share. She's been baking since she made a pink sprinkle cake for herself. It was lemon on her 11th birthday birthday. She's the daughter of a magician and a ballet teacher. How freaking fun is that? Wow. Like if you don't wind up being fun and you've got a magician and a ballet teacher as, you know, parents, then something's wrong.
1: That's fantastic.
0: She's got an eye for art and energy for life. And she makes the most unique and beautiful and tasty treats. But also she makes the most amazing videos that get thousands and thousands of views on TikTok and on Instagram. She's made tons of tasty treats, but I think more importantly, the reason I wanted to have her on is because I think she makes lots of people want to step out of their comfort zones. And so she's in entrepreneurship now. She's actually got a degree in entrepreneurship. She's got over 100,000 followers on Instagram. She manages her kitchen and now she's got this new obsession. And passion for helping other small businesses grow their social media accounts and business. Oh, I love that. Isn't that awesome? So that's why her and I started working together because, you know, I can help her with a little bit of coaching. She can help me with a little bit of inspiration and getting herself out there through video. And so I would love for you guys to meet my new friend Caitlin Brewer. Welcome to the Push Podcast, Caitlin.: Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Just thrilled. Thank you. Well, this is my husband Eddie.
1: Hello, hello. I wish we had like a button we can hit an applause button, but right. we don't have that yet. Well we yet. can
0: get that. We, <laughs> we can definitely have, get that.
1: We don't have that yet, but maybe
0: we'll edit that in. <laughs> <laughs> nice
1: to
2: meet you, Eddie. Janella. Nice to meet Eddie. you.
0: And you've been listening to the Push podcast, so shout out to you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I'm a big fan, honestly. It's been on repeat lately. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have a what in the world? That's how we usually, you know, we start to of there.
2: You do have
0: a what in the world? Like the most strangest thing that has happened to you recently that you're like, what in the world?
2: Yes. Okay. okay. So my sister pranked me over the weekend <laughs> by coming up with a fake name, fake email and ordering cupcakes from me. And we talked for weeks, putting together these cupcakes for her niece. And then she shows up yesterday to pick up the cupcakes, and I walk up like, "This is my sister. <laughs> what is going on?" I'm, I could not believe I'd been talking to her the whole time. But what? So,
0: a- so she was one a difficult customer, needy That's customer funny. who had to talk back and forth for weeks with you. But the great thing is, is she actually didn't ask for a discount then. She wanted to pay full (laughs) price. That is a winning wet in the world right there. Absolutely. (laughs) And
2: what a better way to get true feedback than someone undercover going in and seeing how their experience is.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: A little betrayed at first, but now I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. This is a good experience.
1: That's funny. That is awesome. I will tell you, here's here's my what in the world. So <laughs> um, my lovely wife goes out of town and is helping another bakery, which is fantastic. So I was supposed to pick her up at 3.15, 3.15 uh, in Ontario. So I get out into Ontario about three o'clock. And I'm like, OK, I got to, you know, I'll get her some coffee. I'll get some tea for her, you know, and I'll. Go to this um, car wash to wash my car because I took her car to the car wash, and I said my car is like all jacked up. So you know the drive-in car wash, right? Yeah. And so there's this guy who's there, and I guess they do like a pre-scrub. they like, you know, you you pay for the car wash in the machine, and the guy walks up and he just like starts
0: pre-scrubbing your car.
1: Yeah, pre-scrubbing it, and he puts his mask on as he approach approaches. And then when to talk to me, he pulls <laughs> pulls the mask off, <laughs> pulls the mask off. And then he proceeds to say, hey, you got it? You're everything okay? I go, yeah, I'm just trying to use the machine here. And he says, let me see what you got. And he he's like looking at the machine. And then I give him my credit card. Well, my credit card's one of those, you know, metal cards, right? Mm-hmm. And so he goes, I used to have one of these. I go, oh, okay. He said, but then, you know, I had to let them all go. I would let them all go. And he proceeds to tell me this long and mind you, I'm like I'm running out of time now. Like I went from being early to like I might be late, right? <laughs> and he's talking. I'm like trying to like edge the car forward, and he goes and tells me about these lawsuits he had and how he. And I was like, how he wound up working at a gas station pre scrubbing cars before they go into a car wash. And he, you know, all these thousands and thousands of dollars. And I said, you know what? I, I just want to get my car washed. I don't. I don't even know you. What in the world's happening? And, and like it is all, and people are just you know either they you know homeless people are either drawn to me because I'm just a loving soul, or they, or they just you when know, they, they they abuse they you. abuse me, you know, verbally.
0: Those are yeah. in the early episodes. Caitlin Eddie has been harassed <laughs> by many many homeless people, and he's always super giving with his time and his energy and his food and money, and they just continue to just like, parade me. him.
1: Yeah. So, so
0: that's your what in the world?
1: That's my what in the world. This guy, he, I mean, he literally thought I wanted to know his whole life story about around a credit card and why he didn't have that credit card anymore. And, and wow. his cousin, he had to sue his cousin because I was oh like. Oh, my
0: God. Stop it.
1: Please stop. <laughs> and then before you know it, like I'm in the car wash, getting ready to exit. And then you call. and You say, oh, I'm waiting. I'm like, what? I would have been there early. Like you wouldn't have had to wait any time. But this guy. Honey,
0: it's OK. You made it. You I had know, a great
1: conversation. I did not have a great conversation. I didn't say a word. <laughs> You'll I said, probably oh. make
2: your day by listening to them.
1: Yeah. Well, I gave him all the, the uh, nonverbal cues that I was not listening. So <laughs> I yes. don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, uh, that's horrible. Okay. D- d- this way. It, like uh, He wasn't <laughs> reading no. them. He was not picking up on the fact that I didn't <laughs> want to talk to him. Well, Especially with his mask down.
2: Yeah, then yeah.
0: doesn't know how kind you are, though. So now she thinks you're a jerk because no. you're like, okay, speed it up, buddy.
1: No, I'm usually like, okay, what's going on? Yeah, that's horrible. But I was like, no, I don't want to be late for the airport. Like,
0: oh my gosh. So I have a quick what in the world since I was out of town. We stayed in a hotel, my stepmom and I. And so we get there on Friday. Super late because we got there to help with my friend's grand opening in San Jose and we go to check in and all I want it's freezing cold outside Northern California and all I want is to get in a hot shower so we go back to the hotel I turn it on it's running you guys for five minutes Mm. and it's getting colder and colder and colder. And so I was just like, out of desperation. What do I do? I have two options. It's like almost midnight. I can jump in the freezing cold shower, which then I'll be freezing for the rest of the night, and there weren't enough blankets. Or I can take a whole a hoe bath, Uh (laughs) which is Uh you get Uh a washcloth Uh and you just try to go as fast as you can. Garden tools. This is no, honey. Come on. And I didn't have a choice because I literally had to weigh my options, right? I had to go and see how heavy are these blankets. Like I was going to freeze to the core for the rest of the night because I was already cold. Now the water's freezing cold. I can't handle it. And now there's not enough blankets. So I had to do what I had to do. And then I had to layer up a bunch of like clothing because I was freezing and had to experience that trauma. Next morning, same thing, cold shower, Uh, next afternoon, same thing, and then next night at midnight. So I called them from the shower naked and I was like, hi, this is Janelle Copeland. I'm calling from room 229. I want to let you know that it's 1132 at night and the water is still freezing cold. And he's like, I'm really sorry. And I said, I get that it's not your fault. I just want to let you know, this is the worst experience that I have ever had at any hotel in the entire universe. And this is the fourth shower I've tried to take now and the water is freezing cold. I'm pretty sure this is illegal. I'm pretty sure if the health inspector came down, he would make you shut down your entire establishment because it seems unsafe, that there's no running hot water in your entire building.
1: And did you say, and you got me in this bathroom, act like a hoe. (laughs) Stupid.
0: (laughs) That (laughs) night, I got in. I literally got in. I had to I was just freezing cold. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make, the lesson here for the listeners is that you catch more bees with honey. I very calmly called. I told him how I felt, but I wasn't yelling at him. It wasn't his fault, you know. So the next day they comped me like for the room, and that it worked out. I still never got really a hot shower, but that's okay. And
1: Caitlin, mind you, I was going to book my wife a hotel, a nice hotel, and she goes, "Oh, no, let me get the cheap one. I, I don't I care
0: because like, I knew yeah. I wasn't going to be there.
1: I know, but the cheap ones you don't okay. get hot water.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> what in the world? Next time, get the more expensive hotel. <laughs> Anyways.
2: Thank you so much. Your own shower.
1: <laughs> yes, it does.
0: <laughs> Anyways, back to you, Caitlin. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for joining us. You look beautiful. You're full of energy. And I want to know uh, do you drink coffee or tea or anything to get yourself going? Because you are a ball of sunshine.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I wish I had a magic pill for you, but honestly, I can't do caffeine. It makes me shake. And then I can't even do like a simple <laughs> piping on cake because it's all squiggly. <laughs> but I love some herbal tea to calm me down. But that's what I do. But thank you so much. <laughs> so you're naturally
0: just bubbly and excited and full of energy.
2: Living is great. The sun is shining. I woke up this morning. What is there not a reason to be happy and grateful for?
0: I love it. That's awesome. You've got infectious energy. So I'm excited for you to share your story today. We know that you started when you were 11 with the pink sprinkle cake. That was lemon. Is lemon your favorite cake?
2: It's definitely one of them.
0: (laughs) So talk to me about this business. You started this business very young because you were just inspired by the art and the whole baking, and then you managed this through high school. Tell us a little bit about that experience and then where you've taken it.
2: Yes, so I would come home after extracurricular activities and um, all the classes and jump right into the kitchen. And in between timers, batches of cupcakes or cakes in the oven, I would be frantically doing my math homework, being like, wait, I know my dozens, I can do this. (laughs) But it was an incredible experience to be able to take business classes, especially in college and have a business to apply it to. Uh, There's more times than I can count. I've been in a class and they've said, who has a business? I'm like, me. And they got to dissect it, which was so cool. And throughout the ability of sharing my passion of baking Instagram has been one of the most incredible tools in doing so. I was able to film the process and share my genuine love and passion for these things, how they give me energy and share it with others to hopefully help them. Because that's my whole goal is just to make you smile, whether it's from a funny face I do or dance move, or maybe it's from a tip I've shared. So your
0: Instagram is amazing because... One, you have this infectious energy that people are like, wait, what is she doing? She's Oh, she's also making a cake, but she's also having a full-blown dance party. And when I saw you, I was like, okay, confidence. There's three main things that we talk about here on the Push Podcast. Confidence, which people oftentimes struggle with. So I want to know why you have so much, right? And then two is like clarity. Like they they can't get behind or excited about something. They feel kind of stuck because they don't really know what direction they should be pulled or how to push themselves, right? And the next one's comfort zone. And the reason I thought you would be the best person to interview is because I feel like you embody all three of those. So I want to take the conversation wherever you want to go. But can we start with confidence? Like I asked you before we started recording, like where did your confidence come from? And Eddie said, do you even feel like you have confidence? Because she she might not even know that she possesses all this confidence. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about your experience with confidence. Do you think you're confident?
2: Thank you. I wouldn't be like, I'm the most confident person in the world. But I would say I've done a lot of practice and preparation to build where I am today. So I have the faith in myself and confidence to go forward and do the things I want to do and need Mm -hmm. to do.
1: That's Mm -hmm. awesome. I love that. And you said preparation because... I wrote a note down the other day that um, preparation reduces fear, right? And so could tell us a little bit more about that preparation because I think that a lot of times people won't do certain things because they're wanting it to be perfect out the gate. They won't put themselves out, especially on Instagram with things that they love and they're passionate about because of a fear of judgment. But what do you do to prepare so that you can put out really great content that really lights people up?
2: Growing up, being a magician's daughter, I was able to help him on stage a lot. I've been in front of crowds of twenty kids my age at a birthday party, and I've been in front of a crowd of a thousand at a time. But what I saw behind the scenes was intense preparation to make sure all the tricks went well and the jokes were ready for the audience and I've really implemented that preparation into my own business of The cool thing about the internet is we have so much information available to us. So I always want to be listening to something that can build my skills or uplift me or help me serve someone else. And what I think a lot of the times when we think about perfection, it has to be perfect for me to be able to do it and put it out into the world is what if we focus on being happy instead of being perfect? If I'm working on a cake, and I know Instagram loves the perfect edges, but if I'm super happy with a cake, why should it matter if it's perfect?
0: Love that. That's a concept, Freaking focus on happiness versus perfection. Yeah. I I, I mm-hmm. just love that. So and
1: so really quick, I just want to, because I know like magicians, they like it's consist over like the same trip, o- trick over and over and over again. And when you say you kind of embody that, are you are you, how are you pretty rehearsed or like, how do you prepare? Like, what does that look like that, you know, you're before you hit the camera on?
2: In the sense of preparation, it's uh, taking time to diligently practice skills. On Sundays, I like to post uh, frosting practices to help my own skills and inspire others, but also practicing a lot in the kitchen without the camera on. And then when the camera comes on, I have my foundation of my skills ready, but also just like being on stage, nothing goes always as planned. So having that desire and excitement that sometimes spontaneity can be the best thing that ever happens. Some of my most popular videos are when frosting goes flying and I have now a blue splash of frosting on my uh, cupboards and I can't stop because I have to finish this cake. But uh, it's about that foundation, and then allowing things to go as they're meant to be.
1: I love that. That's a that's that's so good. I help people ca- capture that because not only you talk about, hey, I put in the hard work before I even turn the camera on, but also I'm willing to accept the imperfection that's going to happen in the process and not judge it. Like, oh my god, I can't. I, you know, let me cut the camera off and start all over again because that went flying. But that organic authenticity, I think, is is great attraction power. And I think I help people kind of capture that lesson in that. That's really great, Kayla.
0: Yeah, I think it's awesome. And the thing that I want to ask about the videos, I know there's a lot of preparation. I want to talk about the fact that some people may go to your Instagram page, which tell them what it is really quick so they can go look you up.
2: It's Sweet Kate Bake. Kate is my name, K-A-T-E, and you can find it there.
0: So if they go to Sweet Cake Bake and they see you, this ball of energy with these really great cakes and great videos, and they say, well, that's good. She was born with all this confidence, but I'm not. What would you say to someone that's like kind of struggling with their confidence because you're starting to work with business owners who want to improve their social media? I'm going to tell you from coach to coach, like you're going to be struggling basically to help build their confidence. So what are some of the steps you think someone can take if they don't have confidence like you?
2: I'm not doing it for me. So I look perfect or they think I'm amazing. Like, look how great I can do this. I'm doing this to serve them. I want to make them smile. I want to help them in their businesses. So focus rather than I'm coming on camera for me and I'm so anxious about it. I'm so scared. Think, I want to talk to these people because I care about them. I want to share the process because I want to bring them in and get them excited about their personal gifts and talents.
0: So have a bigger why. Absolutely. Like it's not about you. It's about why you're doing it, right? I love that.
1: Yeah, and I think that's great because I think that I always think nobility mm-hmm. is the like the most authentic when you're doing it for someone else. It's a powerful thing. And I think that one of the things that people sometimes forget is that when you approach things with someone else's outcome in your mind, I think that's where you kind of can bring the best out of yourself.
0: Yeah, I love that. that. Have you had any, I mean, because we have to talk about another reason people don't want to put themselves out on Instagram is like the internet's a big thing. There's mean, scary people out there. People are trolls. They're keyboard warriors. Have you had any instances that you can share that maybe kind of got to you a little bit that obviously you just kept kind of pushing through, but what did some of those experiences maybe make you feel or teach you? Does anything come to mind?
2: Yes. So I remember the very first uh, negative comment I got, I thought, I've made it. People aren't just being nice. (laughs) But as more of those kind of came in, I realized they were maybe poking at parts that I was a little bit tender about. And what I've been able to do is realize one of the most empowering things is just to delete it because they're having a hard day. And I feel bad for that. But I'm not going to let it affect me. I know that's much easier said than done but one of the most empowering things is to be able to delete it and press forward in your why. The only time I've had to block someone because of the continual negativity is because they were going after people who were uh, positively commenting on my stuff. And that's where I draw a line. When you go after my people, I cannot handle it. But I will give you as much grace as you need because I've had bad days. And I don't want someone to judge me on my bad day. Even though I don't foresee myself being able to write something like that, I know that I don't know their experiences. I don't know what has brought them to this point, but I want them to be able to feel my love for them because I know that they are a valued individual who has potential to go further than this one comment.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's. I would say that's very Jesus-like. I think, <laughs> um, but I, I think it's. In, I, to me, that's. I think that that's the best way to approach those types of things because I think that when we respond force with force there's nothing that could be reconciled from that it literally literally it just turns into a war and nothing comes from that
0: right but i just you know in working with our students and you're getting ready to work with your students i know that like you said sometimes they touch on those tender spots that you're already insecure about right yeah. so when someone calls out your insecurities that you're already feeling bad about Sometimes it is easier said than done to just say, oh, girl, I'm going to pray for you. You're just having a bad day, right? So yeah. have you ever been brought to tears? Because I know that I've had some times where I was like, God, how could people be so mean, right? This is ridiculous. Like I'm doing all of this stuff. I'm, they don't care, obviously, about your why or about the fact that you're showing up through a difficult time in your life or that your grandma died last week or whatever, Right. So what do you do, though, specifically when it like it kind of hits your core? They say sticks and stones may break your bones, but words, they really do hurt sometimes. Would you agree?
2: Yes, because they can they have stick or sticky power of being able to stick with you. You can read 100 comments of wonderful things, but it's that nagging feeling of those hurtful things that come. So what I like to think about is if I'm building confidence, confidence is faith in myself. But remember, faith without works is dead. So we've got to put in that work to build it up. So I another thing that my dad instilled within me is red, yellow, and blue brings out the magic in you. So red is the physical of working so you have a healthy body, um, connecting with friends, and then Um, Yellow is mental. So focusing on your mental health, make sure you are taking the time to, if you need to talk to people about what's going on and sometimes working out can be a great mental push. And then blue is spiritual. That can mean many different things for different people, but remembering that there's so much more than our worries that They matter, but we can do more with them. When you have all those three things, when those sticky, powerful, hurtful words come, we can go back to those basics and work through them. Maybe it's speak. If I get a comment about a poor cake or something, maybe it's something that I can work on. But maybe it's just something that I can have faith in that imperfection. And I'm really happy with that imperfection.
0: Mm. Mm. You're wow. golden, Caitlin. That's Seriously. Great. I love that. Red, yellow, blue brings out the best in you. I love that quote.
1: Quote, <laughs> and it's very, <laughs> it's very similar because we, uh, you know, we talk about like the four pillars of fitness, which is very much like that. Mm-hmm. It's about getting your mental state in a good place and having practices and exercises that keep you strong in that area. Physically doing the same thing, emotionally doing the same thing, and then spiritually doing the same thing. And I think that that's a huge part. Like, Kaylin, you talked about earlier. Like before you turn on the camera, you're, you're well prepared. I think that there's a preparedness you have to have for the negative comments that come. You have There's a preparedness in the mental uh, fortitude and toughness that you have to have to know that when you do make it, when you do have 100,000 plus followers, there are going to be some people who are going to have some bad days. There are going to be some people that in their life, in how they were raised, this is how you express yourself on a bad day. This is how you offload your frustration as you try to give it to other people. And I just love how you kind of articulated that. And it was a lovely thing that rhymed. <laughs> was it blue, yellow, red? Red, red,
0: I mean, yellow, blue brings out the best in you. I
1: love that. I love that. We're I gonna... love
0: your dad. Why didn't I have a dad like that?
1: <laughs> and yeah, and he, and he could do, he could make magic. And so like I could, you know, just make stuff disappear. Eddie wants
0: your dad too. <laughs> how All about your parents? I- <laughs> they were great parents. though. you had told me before you said, you know, I was very fortunate. I had a great family. Talk to us about your family a little bit at your support system because they, they did help to create and build who you've become. But you also had some people to look at from an entrepreneur standpoint that motivated and inspired you, right?
2: Yes, who we surround ourselves is so important. And maybe this is a given, but I love them so much. From a very young age, they brought me in and said, you're going to be a part of this business because we care about you and we want you to develop in you. So from like two years old, I was in dance class with my mom helping people. Well, I wasn't helping at that age, but I <laughs> Being a part of it. And they always took the time to invest in me. And that is an incredible gift and privilege that I now want to give to others because I know not everyone has a wonderful support system and upbringing, but maybe something that I can take that privilege and share with others.
1: I love that. And for the parents listening to the Push Podcast, I hope you call it what Caitlin said that you have to invest in your children. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to like almost make it, you know, obviously, it's love involved, but it's almost like a business thing. Like, hey, you know what? I'm going to spend this time with you. But the, the outcome is that I hope you take some of the things, the lessons that I'm trying to instill in you. And, and, and Caitlin, it sounds like you did that really well. And I think that that is so amazing. Can I just ask, what's your favorite magic trick that your dad did? Because I'm so curious. <laughs> and he's
0: obsessed with this, Caitlin. Well, thank
1: you. One of my favorites.
2: When I was younger, we did this trick where me and my sister were in this box and my dad would stab these uh, (laughs) swords in and then we would pop out and be fine and no holes. So that's one of my earliest memories of being shoved in a box and popping out to these bright lights to people. But now one of my favorite tricks, is we do this popping ball trick where it's a tube and there's a green ball that pops up. And what's really magical is everything goes wrong for the magician, but everything goes right for the kid. And so they are empowered with like, hey, I'm able to do this. That's the evidence. And my friends are seeing how cool I am. So I can go forward with that evidence of I'm awesome and I can build that.
1: So, so that's so good. And you speak in our language because you know, we talk about like confidence is a, like well, number the number one thing around building confidence is looking at the evidence. We yeah. all have evidence in our lives of doing something special, unique, challenging, different, all those things that I think that you can pull from. But I think that how we look at the past really matters, right? And so mm-hmm. It, it, a lot of times we don't look at those things and they're not evident to us because we just don't give them value of the times that we achieve something amazing or great we we typically minimize it because of the state we're in at that particular moment and so if you can call upon that that evidence and bring it to the present, then I think that you can you know use that confidence to do some amazing things so i I love that.
2: God, I know it's amazing. Janelle He's
1: has- using magic to build confidence.
2: Oh. <laughs> I know Janelle has mentioned like summoning Thor's hammer, like you reach out and that's the power that can come to you. To have those visuals to empower you are so strong. And I love those examples.
0: Yeah, I'm Wait. a visual well, person. you used
1: the, so. you used the, uh, the Avengers. I uh, did. You'd be so wow. proud of me.
2: My
0: husband and my youngest daughter want me so bad to be like a Marvel. What is the M-
1: MCU? Let's go.
0: They were talking the other night. They were like, oh, God, the MCU. I was like, I'm sorry. Time out. What's MCU? And my daughter looked at me with eyes of disgust. She said, she you don't like, know
1: what's going on in the MCU.
0: Mom, <laughs> are you kidding me? And I was like, oh, yeah, I got you, girl. <laughs> so, yes, I'm using Thor's hammer as an analogy. Um, so good. <laughs> Caitlin, I love that you can summon your hammer. I love that you're trying to put positivity out there. Talk to us a little bit about people are going to want to know, like the content creation piece, like some bakers, myself included, I told you when I was running the bakery, I was focused more on productivity and efficiency and like, let's get this done because we've got all these orders, right? So your focus, like, is it 50 50 on, Hey, I'm taking orders, but I also am putting time aside to create because I know that I want to share this and put it out there. What's that look like from just like a time or planning perspective? Because everybody that listens to this that goes and follows you is going to want to be Instagram famous after this. And I just want to set some expectations. You know, I would imagine that there's just as much time spent on the creation side. So can you kind of walk us through some of your thoughts or your processes for that?
2: It definitely is work. But just like any relationship, if you put work and effort into it, it will give a lot back. So it's definitely almost 50-50. If I am in the kitchen for three hours baking, I'm behind the camera editing and interacting with my audience. Analyzing the numbers to see what people are gravitating towards. It's work. It definitely is. But if you put work into it, it will work for you. How many times can I say work in a sentence? <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> <laughs> so you,
1: you're going to scare some people because people are going to think, oh my, you have to, like, you just don't put the video up and it doesn't just do it, you know, do it by itself and it go viral by itself. You're telling me that there's actual like intentionality to, you know, creating quality videos that actually, you know, resonate with people.
2: Yes. Instagram's all about that relationship we feel with people, that connection, because people buy and follow from people they like, they know, and they trust. So it takes time to build that, but it doesn't need to be scary because with the right structures in place, it can be one of the easiest and best things for you. I don't know about easiest, but one of the really (laughs) things, I scratch that, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think what you say is like, it's can be simple. Yes, if you yeah. have all the things yeah, in place, I love that. But it
2: is hard work.
0: you yeah. know. It, I feel like with you when we spoke, it was like, yeah, if I'm going to be making a cake, like you said, for three hours, I also know that behind the scenes I'm going to be editing for probably three hours too. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I'm going to be investing the time to make sure that the metrics are there, right? And yeah. so – would you agree, because I've been repeating this over and over, it seems like in the last two weeks on Clubhouse or wherever I've been speaking, and that is, you know, business entrepreneurship is really just about experimentation. You never know if it's going to work. You put it out there, you test it, you analyze the data, you tweak it, you put it out again. It's just a huge experiment. Have you found that to be true with your content creation?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Part of what got me started was just experimenting, of uh, seeing what worked. And the first video I did, I was so monotone and just not engaging with the camera. But as I experimented more with putting my personality in, it really grabbed on to, to things people wanted to see. But I've also had experiences uh, with new content that didn't connect or hit like I wanted it to. I thought I had this brilliant idea of sweet cake techniques where I'm going to break down a technique in a minute or less, and it's going to be quick and it's going to be fun for people to latch on to, but it didn't. And that was a hard thing to accept that this thing I put so much time and effort in didn't work out. But I learned so much from it. My editing is better because of it. How I speak in front of a camera is so much better. Holy cow. I have to cut around less ums or pauses of like, what am I going to say? I have nothing to say. So it's okay to experiment, but it's okay to go in with the feeling of it might fail, but it's not a failure because you learn. Mm.
1: Love that. You're great. That's so good. What would you say, how long was the process to get there? To a place where you could say,
0: I'm happy with this.
1: I'm happy with this. Or maybe because of the hard work now, it's less time editing. Like what was that? How long was that for you? And what was that journey like?
2: It's definitely an exercise. I would say it would be about a year of investing in my editing skills to where I wanted them to be. But I saw improvement after the first two videos I created. Mm -hmm. And it took sometimes those constructive criticisms to realize tweaks here and there can really help. Sometimes the disadvantage of only having our eyes on our project is we miss certain things because we're so attached to it. But when we open our minds to, I don't know everything, I will be the first to say, I do not know everything, but I can learn so much more from others. So I'm going to put the work into accepting that. It's not easy to feel like something you've worked really hard on isn't perfect. But remember, we're not going for perfect. We're going for happy.
1: Yeah. That's great. And, you know, and I love that in the spirit of because like this is going to come out and it's going to be in uh, in March and that's International Women's Month in March. And so uh, who runs the world? Girls, girls. (laughs) (laughs) let's start um, go we
2: got
1: this <laughs> <laughs> and so i think this conversation is so appropriate because you know you, you can't look you can't deny the data the d- data says that most young women most girls struggle with confidence right they struggle with um uh, things like imposter syndrome they they struggle with uh, understanding um that things don't have to be perfect that they don't have to meet all the qualifications to raise their hand and so i think you know, this is so important. And I hope that if there are parents listening to this, or their, you know, girls, women w- listening to this, that you're pulling something from that for your own life. That Because Caitlin is doing a really great job of kind of just like really co- codifying like the process of really getting the confidence and the energy to constantly put things out to the world. Because we know that this is a place where everyone is distracted. And when you catch people's attention, that's a special moment. Uh, and also like, You can, with that added pressure, you can think that, oh my God, I need to make everything perfect. I need to make everything, you know, extremely well instead of saying, hey, I need to, sometimes I just got to put things out, even with this imperfection, and you're going to gravitate with people.
0: I can't imagine, though, that your parents were like, trying to be perfectionist with like hovering over you, making sure that, oh my God, I want to make sure she feels comfortable. I want to make sure she can do this right. I want to make sure her tutu is perfect. Like it seems to me like maybe I'm I'm uh, assuming, but if your mom's running a business, ballet studio, you're probably just off hanging out doing your own thing at two years old because I got clients to help who are paying me, right? So I think that, enabled her to be able to kind of float around the dance studio with her own confidence. If your dad's willing to put you in a box and (laughs) use you as a guinea pig, I'm pretty sure he's like, this could go wrong, but my kids are having fun, right? (laughs) And so, uh, you know, just a quick shout out to the parents out there because I've recently really also been talking about the fact that you can destroy your kids. Like you hovering over their every move. What, you don't know what you're doing. You're trying to protect them from disappointment, protect them from the bullies, protect them from all of this stuff, right? But you're not building resilience and confidence in them if you're fighting all of their battles. Right. And so I just to the parents, I want to let you know that from our experience, our kids are grown and they're still living. So we can speak from this experience like let your kids fail a little bit. I feel like there's a certain amount of stress and pressure that we've tried to apply on our kids. Along with the love and the nurturing and things like that, because I don't want you to be 18, go across the the nation to go to college and then people are mean to you and you're calling me like I can't fight your damn battles. You got to build that confidence and resilience up in yourself. So am I wrong to assume that your parents probably gave you a lot of really good lessons and they didn't push perfection on you?
2: You are totally right to assume something that I really respect about my parents is they gave me a really good foundation of teaching me and letting me know my value isn't in perfection. My value is from the love and my personal works. And then they sent me out with that great foundation to try to fail to experiment. I mean, the amount of time I've spent alone in a kitchen is bizarre, but they would come in every once in a while be like, doing good? Cool. Keep on going. Oh, you just dropped a wedding cake? All right. That's hard. What did you learn? And move on, move forward, press forward, because take the time to adjust as necessary, but continue forward because you've got so much more to give.
0: Yeah, I feel you are going to be on a stage sometime soon, like giving a little motivational speech. And I think it's important for the listeners to know you're only 21. Right, Caitlin?
2: Yes. Thank you. My goodness.
1: Oh, my goodness. The wisdom. I was like, oh, no, I'm so impressed with her. That's amazing. That's awesome.
0: And I want to be like your big cake sister or something, because you just bring me life. And I guess I want to end the conversation on like getting out of your comfort zone. People hopefully will listen to you, be inspired and say this girl's only twenty one maybe she doesn't have anything to lose. you know, oh these younger girls like they they have more energy, like what do you say to someone who might be older than you or not as bubbly as you or who had shitty parents and didn't have a great upbringing like you? What can you say to try to help? coach them out of their comfort zone so that way they can just get started and try?
2: Well, first off, thank you so much. I really appreciate, just in our short conversation earlier, I learned so much and I was buoyed up by the love and confidence and effort you put into me in that short conversation. So thank you. I want to make sure you know you're making a difference, especially oh, in sweet. people like that. But what I would share with others to push yourself out of your comfort zone is... Take the baby steps to do so. Trust in yourself to know that you're going to fail and it's okay. But know that every time you step out of your comfort zone, you're going to get one step closer to where you want to be. Know who you are, first and foremost. Know that you have divine gifts and talents that are within you. Your value is so great because of those. Don't let your value be dimmed because of others view because they don't understand it as well as you do and have that core of your value and go forward and trying. It's so sad when we could have done something, but if we couldn't try, I, the first year of college, I was so scared to go and be like, Hey, I don't understand what we're talking about or this assignment or something because of the pushback I potentially could have. But here and now I'm like, that was so silly. Why didn't I just go and ask? Yeah, that's all I have to say.
1: <laughs> Amen. Yeah, that was I great. I love that. And so, Kaylin, so what's next for you? What's, what's the next big thing? What are you going to do to shock the world? <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're so good. <laughs> so from my experiences and study... I have realized I want to help others. And so I put together an Instagram confidence course all about building your confidence so you can share those unique gifts and talents with others and build your business because you've got something special there and I want to buoy you up so you can take on the world too. And that is launching March 11th. So look out for that. Oh, and I also have a freebie of actionable steps, three actionable steps you can take to build that confidence within yourself. And you can find that at SweetKateBakery.com.
0: That's awesome. We're also going to list that in the show notes. So that way you guys can go yeah. and check Caitlin out. We'll put her Instagram in the show notes as well. I encourage you go follow her. She's like the happiest little dance dance party queen in her kitchen, just baking up a storm. And you've just brought a lot of light to me in the conversations that we have, have had and in the videos that we've um, watched. And, you know, I just want to thank you for sharing that confidence and those gifts with the world. And although they may not be for everyone, they're definitely for us and for our listeners. And so I hope you guys took some notes. I hope you got something that will help you push forward in your business or out of your comfort zone or into uh, video making because... You've been, how long would you say you've been like consistently posting on Instagram on on your business account because you've got over 100,000 followers now and people are going to see that they'll be intimidated and they'll be like, oh, must be easy for her. Right. How long did it take you to build that?
2: It's about four or five years that it's been building.
0: Right. So four or five years, what I love that you said throughout the whole interview the most was that you said, we asked you, how long did it take you to build the confidence? And you said about a year, but so that's 365 days of attempts and tries and learnings and lessons, right? That's a year. That's delayed gratification because people want instant results now, right? right? But immediately after you said about a year. About 365 long days. Immediately after you said that, you said, but I got better on the second video. And by the third video, I was better than that. Right. And so that's the point that that's the reason I wanted you to come on was to share that. Like, I've been doing this for a while. Like, this is not an overnight success. You know, you've been baking since 11. You did this all through high school. I would imagine that your friends in high school were probably like, girl, get out of the kitchen. Let's go be high school kids. And then you also did it during college. Right. So you don't strike me as like the high school or the college party kid. You you strike me as the business owner who's taking this seriously, who's on a mission. And so I want to commend you. Um, it's really inspiring. And we're thankful that you came on to share your story. And I can't wait to start this new friendship with you.
2: Thank you so much. It has been a joy to be here. And I cannot wait to continue to learn from you, Eddie, and you, Janelle. Thank you so, so much.
0: It's my pleasure. And I did tell her, just so everybody knows, she's getting into this new portion of her business, right? Coaching and mentoring. And I said, girlfriend, buckle up because... You know, it's going to require, and you're going to have to summon a whole different side of you because motivation's great, but then we got to get you to somehow take action. And when people are hiding behind their comfort zones or hiding behind their insecurities, you kind of have to become like a therapist slash life coach, right? And so it's going to be a new journey for you. In addition to the fact that we talked about time, you know, like what kind of time and freedom are you trying to create for yourself in your life? Because, if you are taking on a certain amount of cake orders and your customers love you and they wanna place orders, at this stage, you're not going to be praying for more customers to be placing orders, right? You're going to have to start prioritizing. I can only take on so many cakes because I can only film so much content because now a third of my time is going to be focused on my students and helping them. Yeah. So yeah. you and I are going to be working together so that way we can properly manage your time and your business and make sure that you stay grounded to the things that not only you're good at, but the ways in which you want to serve. And in order to do that, you've got to keep your cup full, not on empty. So I'm so happy to be doing this with you. I'm so happy that you spent the time with us here today. Thank you for all of the gems. And again, you guys can find Caitlin, tell them the website, tell them where to go to find you on Instagram. And we're happy to support anything that you have.
2: Thank you. It is sweetkatebakery.com. Kate is my name, K-A-T-E. And on Instagram, as Sweet sweetkatebakery.com
0: love it thank you so much caitlin brewer you've been fantastic have a great rest of the day you guys continue to push through